1: Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It's incredible, isn't it, that the world attributes all our woes and sufferings to God. For example, if a home is destroyed by flood or cyclone, it is referred to by insurance companies as an act of God. But they don't know who to attribute the good things in life to. So, for example, if they miss getting hit by a car by a hairbreadth, they will say something like this, That was lucky. Well, who is this lucky? I'd like to meet him. The problem is that some Christians don't even know who is the source of the many good things in life and who brings suffering, sickness, and pain. Jesus said the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. The devil is the thief. But it says this about God, that every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. Our God is a good God.
0: This is Set Free with Ken Legg. And thanks once again for joining us. Phil here, along with author and pastor Ken Legg. And this week, the blessing of Abraham and blessing in our lives. And it's an important point you raised just there, Ken, in your introduction. Some might argue that the blessing of God's are conditional and that if we're to walk
1: in disobedience, then God's going to punish us in some way. Well, let's look at Abraham. Now, of course, he had quite a long record of disobedience or partial obedience, we could say, and reaping the consequences for that. For example, when he went down to Egypt, he was afraid of the Egyptians. Uh, His wife was beautiful, and he feared the Egyptians would kill him Mm -hmm. so that they could have Sarah. So he said to her, say you're my sister. And they went along with this plan to the extent that Pharaoh took her into his house. You remember that? He was about to sleep with her until God plagued him and his house with great plagues. And then when the reason for this was revealed, Pharaoh blamed Abraham, of course, for behaving this way. And then he restored Sarah to him, but he gave him many sheep, oxen, servants, silver, gold, etc. Now here's a question. Who sinned in this? Well, the answer, of course, is Abraham. Mm. Another question. Who was plagued? <laughs> Not Abraham. Pharaoh. Question. Who was blessed? Abraham. Abraham. Now, at this point, of course, you know, we could say, well, that's unfair. Maybe you even think that um, I've read the Bible wrong. Well, I haven't. In fact, an almost identical situation occurred sometime later when Abraham went to the land of Gerah. The king of Gerah, whose name was Abimelech, was led to believe again that Sarah was Abraham's sister. So he took her with the intention of having her as his wife. But then God came to him in a dream and said, You're a dead man if you touch this woman. She's married. Now restore her to her husband, otherwise you are dead. So then we read uh, that Abimelech rose early in the morning. As he would, would, I imagine, yeah. (laughs) And restored Sarah to Abraham and gave him many sheep, oxen, servants, silver as well. Now, I would say that about this stage, Abraham was probably thinking, I'm going do a good thing here. <laughs> but seriously, question, who sinned? It was Abraham. Who
0: was rebuked by God? It was Abimelech. Abimelech, yeah, <laughs> trying to remember his
1: name. <laughs> and who, who was the one that was blessed? It was Abraham. So again, it would seem from this passage that, that Abraham didn't do this actually just once or twice. But when you read that passage, it says that this was the arrangement that he had with, with Sarah.
0: But that just doesn't seem fair or just that, that God could do that because God's holy. What
1: do you say to that? Yes, he is. And in fact, that would lead us to the question, how could God, who cursed mankind on account of sin, not punish Abraham for his sin? Mm. In fact, as we've seen, Phil, and we can't get around it, he blessed him while he was sinning. Now, the reason is that though Abraham was not innocent, yet he was permanently righteous, God does not impute sin to the righteous. That's the difference. You know, in Romans chapter 4, where Paul is expanding on the whole theme of righteousness, he quotes David. He says this, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. See, under the new covenant, God promises, I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. Now, it does seem amazing to us, but the fact is that God does not impute sin to us. Mm. He imputes righteousness to us. He can't impute sin and righteousness to us at the same time. But there are consequences for sin still, though. Absolutely. There are consequences for wrongdoing. In fact, we're looking at the life of Abraham, and, and we see that there. You know, Paul says, if you sow to the flesh, you will from the flesh reap destruction. Not from God, but you will from the flesh reap corruption or destruction. Now, you look at Abraham. Did he reap consequences? Yes, he did. You know, God says to him, leave the land that you're living in. Go to a land that I'm going to tell you. You go on your own. What did he do? He took his father with him. Mm. Now, we see that his father really slowed him down. He stopped at a place called Haran. And some commentators say that it could have been up to 20, 25 years that he actually stayed there. So he missed out there. And then we see, of course, that uh, when he got to the promised land, there was a famine there. So did he stay there and trust God? No, he went down to Egypt. And what did he do in Egypt? He picked up male and female servants. Now, I think I know the name of one of those female servants. You remember? Her name was Hagar. Mm. And uh, we know what happened there. Yeah. Now, another person that he brought with him from the land of uh, his birth was Lot, his nephew. Look at All that Lot was to him, and uh, it was only negative, you know, I mean, they argued about the land and they had to separate because they were kind of tripping over one another and squabbling over the land. Twice Abraham had to go to rescue Lot, you know, remember that time when uh, he was taken away, uh, when that, that city of Sodom was captured by those other kings? And then when God was going to judge Sodom, um, Abraham went in to intercede for him and and rescued him and said, you know, don't judge the righteous with the wicked and so on. And and so again, you know, Lot was not a positive influence to Abraham. There were consequences for his disobedience. Uh, There's always going to be consequences for sowing to the flesh. But we've got to really be clear about this. This is not the judgment or the chastening of God. It's a reaping according to the ground in which we have sown.
0: I guess we'll see that in our own lives with things we do today. We're talking about yeah. things that happen with specific relationships and so on for Abraham, but think about our own actions will
1: always yeah. reap certain consequences. Well, I don't have to look any further than my own life, Phil. <laughs> you know, we can sow the wind and, and, and reap the whirlwind. That's what you're saying in our circumstances. For example, we, we, we can uh, uh, involve ourselves in a long situation of strife and a discord with others. Yep. And, uh, you know, we just keep reaping bad fruit because of that. Or we can we can sow to things like uncleanness, drunkenness, and the consequence of that is that we reap addictive problems. We mm. end up as addicts, you know, to, to those things that we're giving ourselves over to.
0: Yeah, I guess there's so many examples in our own lives today of what we reap is what we sow. You look at our health, you know, the actions we take or the things that we eat yeah. uh, or our finances, what we do here has a result there.
1: Yeah, you know, I think we've we we've all made wrong decisions, wrong choices in our lives, and if we're honest, there have been times when we've known that they're wrong choices. But that's clearly different to being righteous in God's sight, though, isn't it? Yeah, that that's something which is um, a constant that will never change. So, so God will never judge us, but if we sow to the flesh, from the flesh, we will reap corruption or destruction. Mm. Uh, we will not be corrupted. We can't be corrupted. Everything about us in god is incorruptible we were saved by incorruptible seed you know the, the word of god um, the blood of jesus is is not something that is corruptible the bible says um we've been saved to an inheritance that is incorruptible so so when i sin it doesn't affect me but it will affect my flesh it will affect my circumstances and, and my surroundings and, and so on that incorruptible nature
0: really is what paul was saying when he said you know, there's now therefore no condemnation for those who are in christ
1: Yes, that's right. Uh, and because of that, we are blessed because of our position in Jesus Christ. That's the good news of the gospel of grace. You know, the Bible says that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their sins to them. Now, it's something we can't get our head around. It's, it's almost like we've got to believe that God's going to whack us every time we do wrong. No, he did all that at the cross. You know, all the judgment that... uh, See, somebody once said to me, you know, God might chasten you, your car might break down or something like that because of your sin. I said, if God wanted to punish me because of my sins, He would kill me. (laughs) The wages of sin is death. But God got even at the cross. If we sow to the flesh, from the flesh we will reap corruption. But we are righteous in God and God's heart is to bless us.
0: It's a look at the blessing of Abraham this week and we'll continue our conversation tomorrow. Do join us. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Leg, including the book New Covenant, New Glory, which features topics from today's message, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.